Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Lose Weight with Macros. I'm Verona, and today I'm going to be digging into a personal journey, why I stopped tracking macros and what I've learned from it. Now, being a macros coach for a few years, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for me to compile every single thing that I've learned. But I'm compiling the things that I've learned to help you because this podcast is Lose Weight with Macros and tracking macros seems to be all the rage. But do you, as a busy solopreneur, have the time to actually do what needs to be done to track macros? Do you have the patience to weigh out every food and you're like, you know what, I just want to crack an egg. (laughs) I just want to know. I can eat two eggs, a piece of toast without having to measure seven grams of butter. Oh no, I went over it. Does that mean I scrape it off the toast and put it back into the butter container? Macros isn't that, but that can be an extreme example. Now, if you're somebody who's like, okay, how do I know that this episode is for me? Well, this episode is for anyone who feels that tracking macros might not be the silver bullet for your health journey. And if you are tracking macros, go on, girl, let me know some of your goals and some of your wins that you've had. Because when I track macros, I absolutely loved it. If you found success with macros and it's a sustainable part of your lifestyle, then this episode might not be as relevant to you. It's okay. If you have a friend that's tracking macros and you found that they've started to become obsessive about it or you've got a partner and they're becoming obsessive about it, send this to them, but also encourage and support them to get the support that they need because tracking macros is not meant to be obsessive, but it can be. And if it does get obsessive, it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It means that the method isn't working for you. So my friends, Grab your coffee, grab your tea, your water, your matcha or your kombucha or even your LaCroix. And let's get into today's episode, why I stopped tracking macros. And here's what I've learned. Do you ever feel like it's easier to eat a bowl of cereal than come up with ideas for low effort but nourishing recipes? Because you really hate cold food and salads are not it for you. The mental load of it when you're spending hours on strategy and generating original ideas and content can leave you mentally exhausted. I mean, even asking yourself, what do I want to eat, can feel exhausting in itself. Hello friends, my name is Verona and you're listening to the Lose Weight With Macros podcast where we break down macros-based meal planning into manageable bites tailored to fit into your crazy entrepreneurial life. And because I know accountability is key, I'm going to be with you every step of the way, making sure this isn't just another failed diet attempt for you to start over again on Monday. So grab a pen or just use Apple Notes and let's get into today's episode. Have you ever felt that tracking and counting every carb, fat and protein gram drives you more towards anxiety than it actually is well-being? Now, Jennifer asked, why did you stop tracking macros? Wasn't it helping? This is a good question, Jennifer. It brought amazing benefits for me. And to be honest, I'm not going to say that there were downsides because I came from a, I feel like I'm doing an interview, but I came from a background of yo-yo dieting, constant yo-yo dieting. And I was in, (laughs) I remember when I used to go from one diet, right? And I'm like, this diet ain't working for me. I want another one. Then I'd go to Google and look online to be like, what diet will help me burn the belly fat the most? And That is what I would search for the most because that was the biggest area. I had skinny legs, skinny arms. I had definitely zero glutes. I had no muscle definition. I was just hot belly. And people were like, oh my goodness, look at your belly. Your belly's so fat. You look like you're pregnant. Thanks. But that for me, when I found macros, I was coming from a place where I was yo-yo dieted out. I was done with the diets. I was done with these people and their gimmicks. And every minute they got to me, they got to me. You know, those ones where they can get to your pain points and they can get to your, like the part where you're like, mm, that hit home. 
Like, are you in my head kind of thing? They knew everything because there was algorithms, not as much as they are now, but there was algorithms. And so, of course, they would continue the algorithm, that is, to show me diets that I had searched for. And I did Slimming World, which is a little bit similar to WW. I tried to do WW, didn't like it as much. I couldn't get it. So that's when I chose Slimming World. And that, I cannot understand the concept of it, but yeah, you, you know, eat as much free food and potatoes and carbs as you want, but yet carbs make you fat. Like, where was I on that? Then I got into the MLM world. I got sucked into that. And then I got into the whole shakes. Oh, I need to pay $200 every month for a 30 day supply of shake that made me go doo doo and tasted like grit and sand. Yeah, this is going to help me lose weight. That then led to disordered eating for me. And if you know that you're overweight, how can you have disordered eating? Well, I did. I had a d obsession with food and I was constantly thinking about food every single day. My mind was thinking about food and this particular MLM, they actually have this system where they promote that you can do something in 21 days. That's a big key for you who are in the States and know what I'm talking about. Then they also had the container system. I don't know if it was them that created it or it came from somewhere else, but they had the container system. And so they came up with this thing that said, if you can eat pra prawns, carbs, proteins, and fats, and your veggies, they have to fit into this container. And everybody starts off with the same calories. 1,440 a day, no matter how much you weigh, no matter how much you eat in a day, normally that is what you need. And then you need to do the workouts on top of it. So I was like, oh yeah, okay, okay. 21 days, great. So I started off with 21 days and I was like, huh, I'm still fit. <laughs> so that didn't work clearly, but I continued. I still persisted and I was like, no, I still want this to work. I took the shakes to a point where even though they were plant-based, it made me sick. And I was like, no, that can't be that. Took it again, it made me sick. And I was like, it's definitely that. And then what ended up happening is I had, even though it was a 30 day supply for, I think it was, $129 and then I had to pay tax as well. And on top of that, I hadn't even finished the other 30 day supply. My next shipment was coming. So I had about 90 days supply and I could only take this one time a day. How was I going to finish through all of that? But the marketing message that came from that particular MLM was, you know what, if you're not being a product to the product, then it's your fault. It's not working for you. You're doing it wrong. Yada, yada, yada. You see how this can be like narcissistic and toxic. Now, this is why I'm still trying to lose weight. And then this container system that they have, they had like container different colors for different proteins, carbs, fats and fruits. So the particular container that they had for carbs, here's me trying to fit a pizza slice into this container. And I'm hearing the person who promotes these container systems in my head. If you can fit it in there, if you can close the lid, then you can have this. You should have seen me. It's actually distressing, but you should have seen me where I was like, I'm determined. Who cuts up a slice of pizza into like 20 different slices to fit into a container? Me. And that made it worse. That made my disordered eating even worse. I was obsessed with food. Every minute I'm thinking about food. I wake up, I'm thinking about food. In the day, I'm thinking about food. I just ate food. I'm thinking about more food. I was still trying to pay money for this thing to help me to lose weight. And I was entrenched in their cultish, discouraging message. And it's like, I don't want that. So I went to keto. Now, this isn't a breakdown of all of my diet history. You don't need to know all of that. Actually, keto for me, I'm going to be honest, keto isn't designed for fat loss. Keto is designed for neurological conditions. But I actually started to feel some relief from my symptoms. Now, I am going to put a disclaimer here. This is in no way me telling you to go and do the ketogenic diet. If you do that, that's your business. That's your choice. I am not telling you that. I'm telling you my story about how and why I no longer track macros. So when it came to the ketogenic diet for me, which is restricting yourself from food, it is not, it is not. You can go and to do research. It was created in the 1920s 
for neurological conditions and it's still producing results for neurological conditions to this day. But there was something that I found in this that I was like, okay, oh, okay, right. But we'll leave that one there. But then it didn't work for me because there were other things in here that happen to your body that are not supposed to happen to your body when you start to do the ketogenic diet. We'll leave that one there. You can go and research all of the things that happen. But when it came to getting to macros, the thing that I realized was with, with macros is there was no restriction in food. I could eat and enjoy the foods that I liked. I could eat the foods that the diets had previously told me you're not allowed. There was no cutting up a pizza and putting it into a container and trying to shut the lid. There was none of that forced and disordered eating. There definitely was not no shakes that I could not manage to eat in 30 days. But believe it or not, they were taking their money every single month. There was none of that. And I truly found food freedom. Truly, truly, truly found freedom. But, and for me, I went on, I've been tracking macros for a number of years. So in between those diets and I had my macros and understood what macros are. But that freedom was it for me because I could not handle being told you can't eat this, you can't eat that. That was too much for me. So I wanted something that I could be invested in and learn. And I love coming alongside people and teaching you and tra helping you to track your macros. If you're if you're stuck in that era where you're like, oh my goodness, I just can't get my fats, can't get my proteins and helping you to manage that. But if you're somebody who is where I was in my diet culture and you have that relationship with tracking macros, it's not working for you and it's okay to stop. It's okay to find something that does work for you. But coming back to Jennifer's question, why did I stop tracking macros? Well, I've been doing it for a long time and now macro tracking isn't for life. Tracking your macros is a tool to get you to a destination. Then when you get to that point in your journey, then you can maintain your weight. Now I'm still losing weight without tracking my macros. So do you have to track your macros to lose weight? Absolutely not. Macros is fantastic for somebody who needs the accountability, for somebody who needs, right, this is the quality of foods that I'm eating. This is how much fats in the food that I'm eating, the sodium, etc. That is fantastic. It's all up in your business, as I say. So there are fantastic benefits. But for me in my journey, where I'm at now, I don't need to be tracking macros. And also because my health has actually taken a turn in terms of I now know all of the things that I've been struggling for years in terms of bloating etc is related to certain types of carbohydrates that my body cannot digest properly so under the advice of nutritionists and under the advice of blood tests and stools tests and gut tests I'm now able to craft my nutrition plan and tracking macros doesn't allow for that because you're only allowed a certain amount of calories throughout a day but because of my nuanced nutrition now macros doesn't fit that. So that is the ultimate reason why I'm no longer tracking macros. Not because it doesn't work, not because I don't think it works for you, not because it didn't work for me, not because I didn't like it, not because I'm no longer a macros coach, because my nutrition lifestyle has changed. And if you're somebody who's new here, I'm on a quest to stop eating junk food. That quest is hard work <laughs> because it doesn't agree with my body. And I never knew that for the whole 20 years that I was addicted to junk food. Now I do. There's no need to put that into my body consistently. So that is a journey that I'm on as I enter my 40th month and my 40th, my 40th year, sorry. And that's where I'm at on my journey. And you're welcome to join me on that journey if that's your goal and you want to be able to have nutrition and focus on health as opposed to the foods that you eat. And when we get older, not just older people, but when we start to have this want and desire to have more nutrient dense foods, our perspective changes. And the macros message is have your favorite foods and eat whatever you want. But is that it? Like it's almost like going into a dating world and you're seeing this nice looking guy on a because you see I'm single as a Pringle out here. But you see somebody that takes your fancy and you're like, oh, OK. So he says, yeah, I love me a black beauty. What am I a horse? <laughs> you know what? One day there was this guy on a dating website. He goes, <laughs> he go, he was white and he said, 
Do you know what goes well with chocolate brownie? Vanilla ice cream. I'm telling you, I laughed out so loud. I'm like, this boy, get off my page. But I said, you know what? You ain't it for me. But <laughs> not because he's white, but because that was just cheese. And then he asked me something inappropriate afterwards. I'm like, you know what? That was funny until you started telling me nonsense. And then I blocked him. But you need more than that. That's why I said it. But you need more than that, right? Yeah, it's great. Brownies and ice cream happen to do go well together. And I like me some brownies and I like me some ice cream. Okay. But when you're looking for somebody who you want to have to have a life partner, you need to be bringing more to the table than just your vanilla-ness or your, the fact that you're white Caucasian. You need to bring more to the table. It's the same thing when it comes to that place of perspective and nutrition. It needs to be more than I can just eat my favorite foods. Because the reality is if you're caught up in your, your dieting or you're caught up in the whole quote unquote cheat, that cheat eating or cheating on my diet, in, cheating on my diet or having cheat day rather, you're already eating your favorite foods, right? So why do you need to have the label under macros and be like, and I've said it myself. So it's it's for growth and it's for realization and now really focusing on the people that I want to help and the people that love my help. It's now in that that I've realized, wait, if you're already yo-yo dieting, you are already having convenience foods. So you don't need macros to tell you you can eat all the favorite foods you want because that's what most macros coaches talk about. It's so much more than eating your favorite foods and your favorite foods might actually, like they were to my body, hurting your body. They're not helping your body at all. So you can eat all the favorite foods that you want and you're doing everything else. You're checking your macros, you're weighing yourself, you're eating healthy, you're eating in the calorie deficit, you're doing all of those things, but you're still not losing weight. When it might be those favorite foods that actually are the problem. It's all nuanced, it's all different. But when you get to that perspective, you look at nutrition and you look at the way that your body responds to food, a whole lot different. So thank you so much for asking that question, Jennifer. That was a fantastic question and I went into interview mode here. But it isn't because it wasn't working. So I hope that helped you. But as a, as a, as a qualified nutrition coach, my aim is to find the most effective, sustainable and personalised approach for you that you have. Your pro approach might not be macros. It might be we need to portion out your food. It might be we need to have meal prep, not in the containers, by the way. But it might be a number of things. It might be macros for about six months and then it might be something else. It's different. I can't give you a random example from the top of my head because we're not working together yet. But it is nuanced is my point. But here's something that I learned from my macro tracking hiatus. Mindfulness over numbers. Now, when you learn to listen to your body's needs rather than following a numerical guideline, it is the bee's needs. I mean, it is really, really beneficial. And actually, as I've had to be more constringent, when I had this step, the poo test, it told me things about pathogens. It told me things about bacteria in the gut lining. It told me loads of things. And I've always been on my gut health anyway, because I had GERD for a number of years. So I now no longer eat dairy, dairy, dairy products. I mean, it feels like my throat is about to close. It's not an anaphylactic reaction but it's a reaction nonetheless and so I switched over to plant-based milks which is almond milk without the emulsifiers the gums and all of the things that we would not normally have in our kitchen sinks well we might have them in the kitchen sink but we might not have them in our kitchen cupboards that we would normally go to feed myself or our children with so that is the type of the type of the difference of when you start to mature now it's almost like when we start to get our first menstrual cycle now that's the sign of we've become a young woman that's the same thing when it comes to nutrition. You could be young in your nutrition understanding and then you could graduate in your nutrition understanding. And that's where you're starting to have more a holistic approach and more and having more plant-based foods because you realise and you recognise that's what you need as you age and as you get older, you want to have more plant-based foods, etc. I mean, it's amazing. I've come on an amazing discovery and I don't know why I didn't do it longer before, but if I had to speak to my younger nutrition coach self, this is what I'd probably tell myself.
So nutrition density is something else, focusing on the quality of the food instead of just the macros it contains. Now, as a macros coach, I obviously know that. I know that it's about quality over quantity, so I know how to do that. But you can get caught up in the macro world of, right, I've got to track my macros, got to do this, I've got to do that. I didn't get bored of it, but it got to a point when I, after I did my stools test, that was it for me. I'm like, you know what? Now I cannot. And I had a personal trainer at the time and he wanted me to track my food and send the pictures. I was getting bored of sending my pictures. I was getting bored of sending my pictures. I'm like, I'm a macros coach. I don't need this. And the reason why I had him as a personal trainer is because I was doing mobility training, but he still wanted me to track my macros. I said, well, I'll track my, my numbers myself because I'm a macros coach, but I can send you the pictures. No, no, no problem. But it got to that point where it does. It, I mean, just having chickpea curry, a chickpea curry, some naan bread and some rice, that would have taken me over my carb goal for the day. And then I'm like, you know what? Okay, so I'm not going to track carbohydrates. So I'm just going to track proteins and fats. And then I'm trying to hit my 1800 calorie goal. They don't match. If you're trying to have more plant-based foods, absolutely you can track your macros, but you want to have the freedom to explore those foods because most plant-based foods are high in carbohydrates anyway. And they've also got protein. So you're having to explain that and you're having to, you know, explore all of that. You don't need the hassle. Well, I didn't. I didn't need the hassle of, right, what is this? <laughs> How many macros is in this? I just didn't need that. And I'm going to be real. And if there's one thing I like to do when it comes to this podcast and nutrition coaching and my sessions, I'm going to be real. I don't need all of that. And it proves that I don't need all of that because I've still lost weight. I'm like, oh, hi. No longer in the 80s. I'm in the 70s now, close to my goal. And I'm like, oh, hi. I'm not skinny. I'm losing fat is my goal to lose. And then now pairing it with my nutrition plan that I've got, it's like, oh, come on, girl. And so it's like, oh, okay, cool. This is good. And I'm feeling it. I'm looking it. And I remember going to my nail shop and she goes, oh my gosh, the nail technician. She goes, you look loose. I was like, huh? Loose? And I realized she meant you've lost weight. And I was like, yeah. And it was because I started to focus on more plant-based foods in my diet. And I was taking out the carbohydrates, the favorite foods that you can have. But for me, the results of my test said, they are not good for your body. So I'm in that phase of my life where they need to come out of my diet permanently or I eat them once a month, if that. Now, Rachel says, is it all about choosing whole foods? Absolutely, 110%. So where she says to me that she hasn't seen me, you start to lose weight and she says, you look like you've lost weight. That is a benefit of switching my foods from ultra processed foods to nutrient dense foods. Now, you would think a nutrition coach does this all of the time, but you have to remember where I've come from when I was dieting. And my goal was always to have my favorite foods. So there was nutrient, 80% was nutrient, 20% was ultra processed, but I still needed to get that ultra processed out of my body. Psychological freedom. Now, this wasn't so much for me in the latter parts, but it definitely was in the beginning, not being bound by rules and diet rules and diet restriction. But if you're somebody who doesn't want to track macros at all, you then don't end up being bound by numbers. And that can provide a mental relief that will end up impacting your overall well-being. So you're not caught up in that, oh, I've got to get my protein. I've got 110 grams of protein. I've got to make it. I've got to make it. I've got to make it. And the one day you don't make it and you've just gone over your fats and your whole life has crumbled because you haven't made it. Macro tracking is not supposed to be like that. And Michelle says, isn't it liberating to stop obsessing over numbers? Absolutely. Not that I was obsessing over numbers. I just want to reiterate that again, but it absolutely is. If you're somebody who has done that in terms of calorie counting, 
their macros ain't for you. Because if you're obsessing over the numbers, be free and have the foods that you want. Have the foods that will bring your body nutritional value. Have the foods that you will start to see. Others will start to comment and see your results way before you might even feel your results. Because it then leads to a more relaxed and enjoyable eating experience. And that's what it's about here. And if you're stuck in a macro counting rut and you want to explore a more intuitive approach, more intuitive approach isn't weight loss at all. It's finding balance in the foods that you're eating and head over to the website vanutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash schedule and let's see if this approach is right for you because I'll help you discover a method that brings you both health and nutrition. Being overly rigid with macros can actually be counterproductive. Listen to what your body and mind are telling you. That's something that I did and I have reaped the results. I've still lost weight and I haven't tracked my macros. And besides, my subscription to MyFitnessPal ended and I decided I don't want to renew it. I paid the price for the whole year, $69.99. I'm like, I don't want to renew it. And I haven't renewed it since July. At the time of recording this podcast, we're in November. And that's how long I haven't been tracking my macros for. I've learned what I need to learn. Just want to end with this. You learn what you need to learn on macros because it is a tool. So I've been tracking for a number of years. So you begin to learn the fundamentals, but I'm not going back to it in terms of building muscle. I'm not going back to tracking macros because it's efficient. If It can be helpful if you're trying to build muscle. It helps in that tracking, but I'm not going back to it. And I've learned what I need to learn. And now I'm teaching others the skills that I've learned. And now I'm teaching others to find food freedom in a different approach. If you're somebody who wants to have a conversation, and I'd love to have a conversation with you via nutritioncoaching.co.uk forward slash schedule. By now, your coffee is probably cold and your tea is probably cold. Go and get a new one. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode. And just like that, friend, we've come to the end of today's episode. You've been listening to Lose Weight with Macros. I'm your host, Verona, where we break down macros-based meal planning into manageable bites tailored to fit into your crazy entrepreneurial life. Now, friends, if you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to leave a review and share it with another solopreneur or small business owner. Together, we're going to help you find the time that you do have to meal prep in a way that is so not boring and my friends if you're interested in coaching or the courses head over to the website vanutritioncoaching.co.uk and i'll see you in the next one